Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, joining us on the AT&T hotline, Doc Rivers, AT&T 4G LTE. Good morning, Doc. Good morning. How are you guys? Question for you. We're doing well. Uh, multiple choice. Did the Celtics lose last night's game because of, one, no ball movement, two, because for some reason KG in the low post was never established, well, until the end, or three, because for the second and third quarters, you guys couldn't throw it in the ocean. Well, probably all of the above. Yeah, which which is the bigger, uh, the biggest reason? Well, I think always ball movement would be first, and if, if you had ball movement, that would probably mean that you were establishing Kevin in the post. Why did you go away from Kevin in the post? This is a smart team. This is a well-coached team. It's a team that had an object lesson in the previous two games where Kevin took, I believe, 19 and 20 shots and wasn't the big ticket. He was your meal ticket. How do you end up going away from him? Well, maybe we wasn't a smart team last night or a well-coached team last night because that was obviously the game plan to go there. Uh, we were in transition a lot and never really got into our, our sets. Um, you know, and, and, you know, that happens in games. Uh, you know, you see it all the time, but it just took too long. And I said that after the game uh, to get into it. it. It took too long to – uh, establish it. You know, we use timeouts to get into it. We we just never did. And I guess you have to give Philly some credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were trapping early, uh, which made us want to move the ball, uh, but not move the ball away from Kevin. And I think that's what we did. I Do- thought we overreacted to their traps. Doc, how hurt is Paul Pierce? And is there any chance that he gets better, that he heals up for tomorrow night? Well, you know, he's not hurting himself. Let me, I, I guess I'll answer it that way um, by playing, uh, but he's probably not healing either. If you had won last night's game, would you have considered giving him game three off in Philadelphia for an extra two or three days rest and then go with him from that point on? I doubt it. Um, You know, uh, Eddie just says he's got to, you know, at this point he needs to play and, you know, we after game four, there's a break and hopefully that'll help, but um, you know, right now we just uh, we have a lot of guys that are banged up and uh, we just got to get through it. Uh, we didn't play well last night. That had nothing to do with injury. It, it, but, Paul, you know, he, two hoops here, five turnovers, seven points. It just seems like he's not capable of being Paul Pierce, of giving you, you know, what you expect from yeah, him. Yeah, we, we got to figure out a better way of, of uh, getting the ball to him in different spots, uh, yeah. away from traps. Uh, I think Paul has to do a better job of uh, handling those. I thought in the first game he was terrific. Uh, you know, down the stretch, he didn't get any of the credit. But uh, our three baskets down the stretch in game one was off of a Paul Pierce play. You know, they're trapping him everywhere. And he moved the ball. And I thought yesterday, uh, not just Paul, I thought as a whole, everyone, we tried to beat their traps uh, by forcing the action with the dribble, and that'll never work. I, I thought in game six against Atlanta and game one against Philly, you got the best of Kevin, best we've seen out of Kevin Garnett since you guys, since he's been in Boston, and I figured that was out of necessity because he knew Paul was limited, Ray was limited, Avery obviously limited. 
Uh, what changed last night? Didn't he go into that game feeling like, I got to carry the team again? goes in the game with that feeling, honestly. I no. think, uh, you know, Kevin's a, a team guy. He understands his role, and, and we want to feature him in this series. We wanted to feature him in the uh, Atlanta series. I think sometimes you go into different series and you say, this is your series, and uh, this is a Kevin series, and, and so was the Atlanta series, and so we have to feature him. But, you know, listen, Kevin can't score if he didn't get the ball in the right place, and, and we did a poor job of doing that. Doc, does the coach and the players have to resist the temptation to say, after our fast start, we went 15 of 54 from the floor? I mean, a dreadful second quarter, a dreadful third quarter. And do you have to resist the temptation to say, well, you know, those shots normally go down. We really weren't as bad as we looked in those two quarters. Yeah, you know, we did miss a lot of open shots, but we still didn't play right. Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't ever look at if shots go in or don't go in. I look at how we're playing. Uh, and I never thought we played right. I thought we took a lot of jump shots, a lot of early clock jump shots, uh, and a lot of them were open. I thought that was part of the reason Kevin didn't get the ball because guys were jacking up shots. Right. And, um, you know, uh, you can pass up a good average shot and get a great shot to Kevin in the post. And I didn't think we exhibited the discipline to do that last night. You know, if you look at baseball, fast starts are important because the, the, the pitcher with the lead can pitch differently. National Football League, same deal. It seems to me that fast starts in the NBA are less significant. I mean, if just looking at these two games, the team that had the fast start in game one lost. The team that had the fast start in game two lost. Your thoughts about how important that 9 nothing lead is, as an example? Well, 9 nothing is nothing, <laughs> as, uh, as we proved. I mean, uh, we had a, five, we had a uh, fast three minutes mm -hmm. is what we had. A fast start to me would be in a great quarter. Uh, you know, we didn't have that. We had the first half of the quarter – we played well in the second half of the first quarter. I thought they played well, and after that, it was pretty much a game. Um, you know, I do think when we got off to the fast start, we did. Uh, you can see it in our play. Uh, we went from solid play to try to make extraordinary plays, mm -hmm. and uh, I thought that hurt us. Uh, Ray Allen hit a jumper, a three, late in the fourth quarter to put the Celtics up 75-74. You go down and get a stop. You come back the other way. Rondo seems upset at something. He waves... Kevin off the foul line. He waves Paul through the lane. Ray comes off a screen to his left with some separation. Rondo looks right at Ray and doesn't pass him the ball. Pounds the ball into the court for about 18 or 19 seconds and at the shot clock throws up a shot that hits the front rim. What was going on there? Do you have any idea? Did he explain what that was all about? Well, we knew what it was about. We were, it was a play we called elbow X. We didn't get into it. Rondo's frustrated because the guys didn't get into it the correct way. Uh, Ray really was not open uh, because the guy in the corner hadn't cleared out of the way like he was supposed to do. Um, and it was a wasted possession at a time that you couldn't have one. Hey, Doc, does, uh, you know, maybe it's unfair because I watch the games and compare them to Avery Bradley, but does Rondo work hard enough uh, on the ball on the defensive end? Uh, and, and maybe it's because Evan Turner got by him for that funky layup to, to, to win the game last night, but do you get the best out of Rondo on defense, or is that asking too much for a guy who has to work so hard on offense? Well, I think uh, we're inconsistent, and he's inconsistent there. And I think he obviously uh, – we need him, we need Keon, we need Avery to be better on the ball. I thought um, overall, you know, in game one, um, we were off the ball way too much, and that was everybody. I thought in game two, uh, we were inconsistent with it, and Rondo has to be better at it. 
does Avery's injury just affect his offense, or is it a, is it a problem on both ends of the floor? No, I don't think it affects his defense. Uh, you know, but once it happens, obviously he can't play at that moment, and you know, can't play with your shoulder out. Right. Um, and it's, it just it's becoming a problem because it's starting to it's doing it. You know, every other game now. Uh, and that obviously is, is becoming a problem. I'm guessing you really could have used some of those uh, 15 footers from Brandon Bass. He started hot. Does it change the defense when when those aren't going in? Uh, well, I don't think it changed Philly's defense. I think they've decided they're going to give him as many shots as he wants. Uh, now they're getting out to him, and I thought what Brandon did early, he took open shots, and then I thought he forced contested shots. Um, you know, he thought he had it going, but you know, you got to still stay in our game plan and, and move the ball. And I didn't think he uh, or any of us did a good job of that last night. Hey, Doc, final question for me on KG's offensive foul. I think in, in every sport, athletes say, I want the officials or I want the umpires to be consistent. Could you not make the case that they were consistent in that? They called two other off-ball fouls on him, so they were continuing to do what they did. Is the gripe that it took place when it took place? Well, you know, listen, it's a tough call, and I'm going to stop there. I was not happy with it. Um, if you look at it closely, I thought Iguodala actually had hooked Kevin's arm from underneath, and that was what pulled him out. Mm. Uh, but, listen, it was called. And, and like I said last night, guys, uh, we put ourselves in that position uh, for a call or a, a crazy shot to go in and us to lose the game, um, and, and it happened. Hey, the uh, foul obviously could have gone either way. Uh, your decision to foul on their last possession, should should you have just fouled sooner? Yeah, yeah, we should yeah. have. Uh, that's the mistake we made. It's still, you know, if you foul at whatever time, they still get that full clock. Right. So it wouldn't. It, I think it would have saved us two seconds, maybe. But that would have been big. You know, um, it, you know, just the foul to give is what killed us. The fact that they still had a foul to give. Uh, and that us, uh, so I think people misread. It's not that we had a foul right. to give; it's that that they had a foul to give. And four yeah. seconds that eats up at least one or two. Yeah, plus the rebound. You know, you got to get the rebound and get the timeout, which is another second. Hey, going home. I'm, I'm guessing Philly is a young team. Probably didn't have the most confidence heading into the playoffs as an eighth seed. Going home's got to be a big boost for them. Uh, I mean, are you do you have the mentality that they had? Like we're going there to get a split. Well, we, we want to win both. I mean, we're going to win, take one at a time. Uh, we don't go for splits. You know how our thinking is, but we have to play better. Uh, in my opinion, Philly has outplayed us in both games. We've just won one of them. Yeah. Final question for me, Doc. Tomorrow night when uh, you send them out on the court, what's job one at the top of your to-do list on the chalkboard in the, in the, bullet, in the, uh, in the locker room? Well, job one is getting back. Uh, they still got some transition buckets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and job two is establishing the low post through Kevin and through Paul. Thanks for the time, Doc. Good luck tomorrow night. All right, guys. Take care. Doc Rivers with Dennison Callahan on the AT&T hotline. AT&T 4G LTE with speeds up to 10 times faster than 3G. AT&T rethink possible. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.